Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week is my co-host, Doc H1X1. Hey, what's up? And a very special guest from the community, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He has the hottest mom you'll ever know, Kaboski. What's going on, guys? <laughs> what's up, Cabo? How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Pretty good. Um, before we get into the show, I did want to shout out our newest Patreon patron, and that's Viva Le Sweeney. Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! Also, congrats on getting married recently. The baldest awesome. guy ever. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Thanks for your money. <laughs> He's like, and I'm done. <laughs> the shortest Retracted. patron we've had. <laughs> um, all right, another week, another episode. Chocolate Bear is out. We're just running into scheduling conflicts because of the time difference. It's way too late for him because he's got kids and real-life adult responsibilities that some of us don't have to deal with, including time zones. Um, But um, what's been up? Well, uh, guests can go first. Cabo, what uh, what have you been playing this week? What have you been up to? Playing video games. All right, good, good. Uh, (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Doc. <laughs> uh, I saw uh, you. I saw you playing some uh, Elder Scrolls Online. You m- may have resubbed. Yes. To that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, uh, I I've been listening to like Elder Scrolls Online podcasts and whatnot, and been actually listening to their soundtrack, and it kind of got me wanting to resub back to the ESO Plus again. So, so been... my question is, why were you listening to all that stuff while you weren't playing the game to begin with? I don't know. Don't ask. Well, I really like right. the, <laughs> I really like the soundtrack. I always thought it was like really good to me, really good music, and podcasts. I just been like catching up on like a bunch of stuff I've been missing lately on it. So they're they're one of the podcasts I listen to. That's Elder Scrolls Online based. I had a few episodes to catch up on, so I kind of. Gave me the urge to do it again. Alright, so you're throwing money back down that that dark, endless Tamriel hole. You got some, gotten some crowns, is that right? Crowns? Yeah, yeah. you get crowns every month, uh, 1500 to be exact. And then we're going to get these credit one... cards paid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> um, one thing you did mention, though, is that with the subscription, you get, like, a backpack that carries a ton of your, like, materials and stuff, so you don't have to worry about over-encumbrance as much. Yeah. The, like, like crafting materials that you get, like, wool, uh, jutes, one of the things called, like, iron, all that stuff that does not, like, add on to your backpack space, so it's all just free space that you get from it. So, and it makes, like, a lot of times when you do, like, dungeons or... One of the things is called Dells, which is like a little cave area, and you just kind of clean it out and beat the little boss that's there. But there's always like stuff to loot from there. And if you weren't like like careful when you didn't have ESO Plus, you'd most likely like fill up your backpack space really quick. So okay, this is like yeah. a big bonus. Gotcha. I was just thinking that I would gladly pay a monthly fee in a lot of games to not have to worry about over encumbrance ever again. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's a mm-hmm. great perk. Yeah, it's always one of the first mods people install on Skyrim or Fallout and stuff is just like the mod that frees up all inventory space, doesn't make it an issue. That's what I keep telling myself is that if I just turn on the no over encumbrance mod in Fallout 4, I'd actually get through the game. 
because I get so frustrated because I want to pick up every spoon and cup that will never do anything useful. But I like I need to pick it up because it's on my screen and it's like X to pick up. Well, I need to because it's there. I think everybody had that moment in Morrowind way back in the day when you first boot up the game and then you realize you can pick everything up and then you're like, well, I don't know what is important or not. Okay, I'm just going to rob these people blind of every single thing they don't have nailed down. And like, you're just like picking up spoons, candles, everything. <laughs> I'll talk about this later, but that's how, exactly how I feel in No Man's Sky right now. Just oh, yeah, I pick yeah. up some new material that I haven't seen. I was like, well, I've never heard of this before. So it must be super rare. I'll hold on to it for the next 15 hours and then find out it's like a basic material for crafting like a wooden wall or something. It's like, oh, good thing I held on to this, taking up that inventory space. <laughs> yeah, that's the <sighs> thing The thing that I figured out probably quick in that game is that uh, other than a few particular rare stuff, I guess, that's worth a lot, pretty much everything else is you're always going to find more of it, I feel like. On each planet, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but... but- Back to you, Cabo, though. Are you playing, uh, what else are you playing? I'm sure that's not all you're playing is Elder Scrolls. Uh, lately, I've actually been getting really back into Paladins, mostly on the Switch. I was going to say, yeah, I've been seeing you playing it, yeah, on there. Uh, Uh, what's the, uh, skills, like the, what do I want to say? Like with Fortnite, how, like, the player base is a lot worse at Fortnite. (laughs) Are they a lot worse at Paladins, too? Some are, some aren't. Uh, I think because... A lot of them pick, like, the one thing that irks me about it, and I think it's just because people who just play it because it's free don't really know what the game really is, is a lot of them will pick, like, like the support heroes, which are, the, like, their main roles really to heal people. And I'm picking, like, the tank, which in reality relies on the healers because I'm going to take so much damage, but I rely on them to keep me, like, alive. And then I'll... I would I'll just die all the time because I'll never get healed, and then I look at the score like at the end of the match and find out they did squat, they like didn't even heal one bit type of thing. <laughs> it's been like the most frustrating that, thing to deal with. That and Overwatch, it's like if you're playing uh, yeah. with no communication with people that are like taking up significant roles and like roles that really matter, especially for mm-hmm. you. It's like there's nothing more frustrating than like you said a tank going around to try to flank and kill someone. You're like, what? What are you? <laughs> Why are you yeah. over there? You uh, that, to, yeah, you hate to be the guy that's like play your class, but also play your class. Like, <laughs> and like the the <laughs> roughest part about paladins is that once you choose your class, you can't change it mid game, right? Aren't you mm-hmm. stuck with it? Yeah, you're stuck with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that makes it so much more annoying if you have to deal with, <laughs> with huh. that for that whole match. But because there's a lot of times like a bunch of people have like I don't want to say obsession, but they like. Their go-to is always like the damage heroes. They're the ones that gets all the kills. I feel like that's what they really want to go to all the time. So there will be a time where all of my teammates pick everything but a tank or a healer, and I'm just like, I always usually pick last. So I always kind of fill in the what the I don't know if you guys know from like in the game when you select the heroes, it tells you what you need, like what type of right. hero. Right. So like I always watch, I yeah. usually am the last one to pick. So I'm like, oh, we need a tank, so I'll pick a tank, or we need a healer, so I'll be a healer type of ooh, thing. Like. Ooh. <laughs> Grover. Grover's the man. That's what if you're waiting until the very end and everybody else is picked and nobody picked Grover, that's like that's what you have to do, I think. I love his axe. Oh, that's the tree guy, right? Yeah. The, he okay. heals, he does so much damage. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. 
I think I uh, went the one. T- I think uh, one time I hopped in on your stream, Risky. You were playing as him, and I literally hopped in. And it was just like you just throwing a million axes through a doorway. He's like, the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. The axes to do. never like, stop. So easy. Yeah, his axe is so strong, and he, he's probably the best healer on out of the oh, wow. champions okay. they have. And someone was in my stream that night, and they're like, "Oh, this is kind of boring to watch." I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm just sitting here staring at a door, whipping axes for the last 45 <laughs> minutes. I hope you're having a good time." Good thing we chose this game tonight. <laughs> I stick to what I know, so that's why I end up being him so much. Because he's so easy and he does so much damage. Like I feel like you can get top damage and top heals every game if you just are like guarding the right areas where people are coming through. Just start chucking the axe at him. Yeah, and you you turn on the things where like they do more damage the further you throw the axe. So then you're just oh, you're just chucking them across the map, <laughs> hitting people for so much damage. That so game, now, game's fun. Kaboski, do you so do you only play that or do you also play Overwatch? I do play Overwatch. I but is is Paladin your go-to as far as the two of those? Actually, it's Overwatch. I would say cuz I feel like that's a lot more polished and I feel like the heroes are a lot more unique. And uh, I was actually watching a a video about someone playing uh, Paladins on the Switch and he kind of compared it to Overwatch. And he said and it kind of makes sense like he says like the heroes in Paladins are just bland and not really thought out whereas i feel like overwatch is a lot lot, i don't want to say creative but i feel like they just did it they just do it better is it because paladins doesn't give you little 30 second cgi trailers for each character (laughs) yeah (laughs) could probably benefit from that i guess probably yeah they do give you uh mounts though so hey Mm -hmm. oh or you can call on the horse or whatever that is nice getting you right back into battle quickly Mm -hmm. oh yeah Definitely a good feature. That, I mean, I guess does Overwatch need something like that, or is part, or is ah. part of the game like mm. the time it takes for a team to get back to the objective? Yeah, like, some of it, yeah. Because that, yeah, I think their level design in Overwatch is a little more centered around knowing that that's not an option. And I mean, yeah, you'll definitely have some points where you'll have to, you know, go a little ways. But I think from what little I played of Paladins, it seems like the starting area to the action sometimes can be a little lengthy. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what makes the horses there. Yeah. There is a there is a hero in Overwatch named Lucio, and one of his abilities he always has like an aurora around him, I guess you would say. And one of the abilities is if you're in that like like an aurora, I always I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Aura, yeah, I think you got it. Aura. It, one of them is like speed, so like he would a lot of like the professionals would sometimes he would go back to like the starting like the starting point for like where the you would respawn just so he can get your heroes there faster. That's what he's kind of known for. I, I, I hate to be the guy. Well, I, I guess it gets brought up all the time, anyways. But like, has there ever been a definitive answer on who did what first and why all the characters in Overwatch and Paladins are literally <laughs> almost the same? the same? I always heard that Paladins was in development yeah, first, first. Overwatch was first to market. Exactly. Okay. That's what I heard. But, but like, who knows? We need how a documentary. How is there never lawsuits about that? Because, like, you don't have to be, like, a proprietary corporate lawyer to know, like, wow, those are really similar in names, looks, weapons, everything. Like, you know, it's... Well, that's... You were just talking about Lucio and how he speeds up, and I was like, oh... Yeah, I thought he was talking about Overwatch. Victor and Soldier 76 both have a sprint button. I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, those are, like, the same exact character, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. And And then there's, like, Torbjorn and uh, Barrick. Torbjorn, they both have, like... They're both the ones with the turrets. Where they built and they're to, dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the same oh, species. Man. Yeah, like um, 
I mean, and there is Lucio is literally a guy in Overwatch by name, literally. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the headphones guy, you know, with the mm-hmm. actually has a speed up and the megaphone gun thing. So like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I'm surprised. There's, I, I guess I'm just more surprised there's not been a lot of lawsuits. I guess, but I don't know. There's probably some reason why it wouldn't work on either end. Like it's just yeah. a waste of time, right? Like it's so blatant and obvious that if there was an easy way to go about suing one another, they probably would have done it. Yeah, and my, my thing's always been like, I wonder if there's enough wrongdoing on both sides that they're both just kind of like, eh, and just let it go kind of thing. <laughs> like, Stay away from each other type of yeah, thing. Just there like, or there won't be any trouble. Yeah, yeah. And I guess Paladins has, has caught in success enough to where they're okay with it at this point, too, because I know like their Realm Royale or whatever is clearly doing okay. So I, I mean, they say, also, now they're putting that out, and it's not even on console yet. That mm-hmm. should help them out. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean... Is that going to come to Switch 2 when it comes to console? I don't see why not. If they ported Paladins, I don't see how that can't be yeah. an issue. I feel like they're the, they're the company to try everything. To, like, like I was surprised with Paladins coming to the Switch, which made it like something I wanted because I've always wanted Overwatch on the Switch, but they, were, they always kept on saying, they were just like, it's not going to happen. So getting Paladins on there was nice, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Realm Royale goes on there. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, that... Yeah, and is anything in Paladins, because you can technically work towards every character without actually paying for them, right? If yeah. If you put enough game time in, technically. Yeah, it just went free not that long ago, and it has the same process as the other systems where you get like set amount of characters, and I, you buy them with coins, I think. Right, Excuse and me. then the Realm Royale should also be free. That's free right now on PC, right? Yeah, isn't it, they, just, they just made that game, didn't they? Yeah, I I Not played some of it yet. when it first came out on my laptop, um, and I, I definitely don't think I paid anything for it, so I don't know why it would cost anything when it came out on console. I'm sure they'll have skins and loot crates and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's totally. that's now their like currency thing. They you buy crystals like in Paladins, you buy crystals and use those to buy skins, and I feel like it's the same way for Realm Royale and even Smite, which is another game they made. <clears throat> Makes sense. I don't hate the business model. All of those, mm-hmm. I think they're. If you want to spend the extra money, you can. If mm-hmm. you don't want totally. to, don't bother. You still have the game. Totally. Exactly. All right, Kaboski. Anything else? Uh, just quickly, uh, Octopath Traveler. I've been playing on the Switch, and I restarted uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I want to get that beat before Odyssey comes out. Oh, I still need to beat that too. Sugar Daddy Shine pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hear this and just be like, you know, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're gonna we're, we're we're done here. Ties here. I, uh, a friend of mine wanted a game share, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, how far were you into Origins? Uh, probably far enough where I should have just kept on going. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was just thinking. Like nice. the very no, <laughs> I, I forget. I uh, I'm definitely past where I am now because I just I'm in like kind of finishing up areas in Alexandria. Okay. Where, this is where I'm currently at now, and I th- okay. I, I'm trying to remember uh, how far I was. I know I was like in the second or third tier of people to kill. Okay. I remember so. when I was playing that game. It's just like I'd finish one tier, and then there would be like three more would open up, and I was like, "How tall is this pyramid? <laughs> how long are we playing this game for?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like that? I'm not talking shit. I Origins was amazing. I loved that game. But totally, mm-hmm. totally. it came to a point where I was like, well, "How is there this many big bad guys in this little? <laughs> Why go away?" 
Yeah, it was like you had like in the base of the story, it made it seem like you need to kill like four of these people. And he's like, he's got this event dead. I'm like, oh, it's only these four. And then they start bringing out more. It's like, oh, he's got a second cousin you need to kill. <laughs> Turns out half of Egypt was was implicated in your son's death. So. Exactly. Spoilers. Jeez. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That happened the mar- first like three minutes. <laughs> the market guy. <laughs> like, yeah. You want to try some oranges? To smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Go full Batman on him. I know what you did. <laughs> um but, what else was I gonna say? Oh, um Octopath Traveler. Um are you far enough in that now to know whether I mean you're obviously still playing it so you like it, but um mm-hmm. uh, do you think it was everything it was hyped up to be as far as like the story and uh, obviously it looks great and if you're into that type of combat it's a good game. Um what are your thoughts on that game, though? I like it a lot. Um, the story, I, I, it's not like there's not like a big tie so far. I haven't gotten there yet. If there's these eight, these eight uh, players, I guess you would say like the eight characters. There's not one big tie yet. I haven't found it yet. It just seems like they each have their own like, like story, like their own adventure they want to go to, but they have people along with them to tag along for the ride and help them out, type of thing. Um. So, do you think it's better if you just kind of think of it as eight separate stories then? Not really Ex- expect yeah, a culmination exactly. of all eight of them coming together in the end? Yeah, so far, it seemed, that's what my, I'm going with here on this. Like, who knows? Maybe near the end, there's like some big tie-in and I'm just like, mind f- cream all over my Switch type of thing. <laughs> uh, whoops. Quite but, tie-in. You're good. <laughs> but... Uh, so far, what I'm expecting is just like eight separate stories. What they want to do, like the one character wants to be the best apothecary around, where he travels the villages and help others. Like this isn't really a big spoilery, by the way. No, like it's good. just like you. He does this, and he's got f- his seven other friends to go help him out in this situation. Okay, <clears throat> that's kind of cool. I'll be interested to see what you, because Shine's the only other one I know that's playing here. I think Moose might be mm-hmm. as well. But I'd be interested to see what you guys think about it at the end, like once it's yeah. all wrapped up, or if there is some type of story, or maybe like one last mission you go on together or something with all eight characters. I think mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. Basically, a good way to yeah. end it. Fast yeah, and exactly. Furious 7, basically. Yeah. Family. <laughs> yeah, family. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So far, I'm liking it. I'm not really expecting a big tie-in for anything. I mean, the... The characters have interactions with each other after like certain events happens, but it's just more of like the silly JRPG conversations with each other. <laughs> okay, yeah. But makes sense to me. That yeah, it's a good game. Uh I'll let you know when I'm done. I'll send my copy over. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll definitely give it a shot. I tried it, something about the combat. I tried the trial. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm just not into random combat constantly anymore or what. It kind of gets frustrating at times because you're just like, I just want to go to this this bank and then you're just getting like attacked by these seven things. I'm like, I don't have the time for this crap. Right? You're like, <laughs> just, I little... just want to wait in line. At, yeah, I just want to wait in line at the DMV. Get off my back, man. <laughs> just, All these stop things hitting just... me. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, all right. So, moving on. Doc, how's your week? What are you doing? What are you, what are you playing? Uh, well, right up until this podcast, I was playing Dead Cells, because holy hell, that game is pretty great. It's so good. Yeah. It uh, just came out today. I 
I played it. I played it on my lunch for like forty five minutes, and I came home and played it for like an hour and some change. Yeah, oh, it's totally. It's uh, I mean, I I like I'm I'm kind of lukewarm when it comes to roguelikes, and uh, I guess it's even a little bit Metroidvania with how the maps and stuff work. It's but definitely both. I would say it's a yeah, it's a good mixture of the two. Yeah, but I'm kind of lukewarm when it comes to those. I've liked some of the series, others not so much. But, like, this one really struck a chord with me, and I think it's just so well done in terms of how what limited like limited progression, how that works, how the combat feels, how the, like, certain types of uh, modifications you can make to weapons work. It's just got a lot of systems going on that makes that game feel so darn good to play and... and even as a roguelike, still rewarding to try to unlock more stuff and uh, just make progress in whatever way you can in that game. It's just, yeah, it's, it's you know, I don't know if and when I'll ever actually beat it because it actually, I've seen some people streaming, it seems like it actually is fairly lengthy. Um, I would but, assume uh, so. And by the time, like, because <laughs> that's the thing, you're going to get really familiar with all the enemies from, like, the first few dungeon levels. Totally. Yeah, but totally. then you're going to get to, like, the fourth part of it, and it's going to be some new enemy you've never seen. He's going to kill you pretty much instantly. And then it's going to take you going through all three of those levels again to get back to him, to to analyze him a little more, maybe take some of his health off, and then start all over again. Yeah, it it's, and it just watching some of the streams, it looks like some of those later levels are pretty damn rough in terms of, like, how... I don't want to say cheap enemies are, but just how it, it just screwed you are in certain situations at no fault of your own so i mean it's uh it's it's yeah i don't know i i can't praise that game enough it is fun as heck i mean it's uh it's just a really well done game uh it gets tied into a story we'll talk about later but um reviews out there have been pretty positive on it and uh, i think rightfully so it's uh it's really good yeah i recommend it i feel like what sets it apart so much is like the combat for a 2D side-scrolling game, like how good this combat feels in this game, it's oh, like yeah. better than anything I've ever played. Totally. Like yeah. you've got you've got a double jump that's good. You have like a dodge, but it's you're invincible during that dodge, so you can like right. You, it's like a dodge roll, so you can roll behind people, attack them. Um, you can have different weapons. You can have like a bow and arrow. There's. I feel like I got a freeze potion or something where you Total- just like. Yeah. Totally sneezes in front of them and it freezes people. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of variation with that too, more than you would think. Like you were saying, like the freeze stuff. Like I got a, I got that. I would freeze somebody, roll behind them. I had a weapon that did three times damage on backstab crit, and I would just do insane amount of damage with that combo, like on the two button combo. And then another time, I found a shield that if I parry, it releases like five grenades at at, at the enemy. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like crazy stuff like that. Like uh. way more variation than you would think. And uh, to like you said, to top off the fact that it already feels really good to play in terms of a com- you know you normally don't think like combat on a two D platformer is being the 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 catch, but like it it's really well done and feels really great. And there's a lot of variation to it, and it's got almost like a um, rogue legacy uh, type of progression in terms of some things um, you get will be permanent and you'll find blueprints that will if you get them back to the if you finish the level and get the blueprints back to this guy you then have the chance to roll those on runs and and uh, you can do stuff to like get the odds of getting better stats on them and things like that yeah but and then also, it's cool though 
so when you're doing that you can find the things like blueprints but then the one thing you can pick up is the actual like dead cells or the cell are they just called cells yeah are they called I, dead cells i guess yeah i, Whatever I can't I maybe yeah <laughs> it's it's a type of currency where like that's how you're leveling things up or like uh acquiring these new perks that are going to stick with you like i right. picked up five of them made it through a level um, and that was enough to purchase a health vial that with my next run, the health vial was already there with me. So it's like there right. are some of these permanent upgrades, which obviously is going to make progressing through the harder levels easier for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I can't find anything. I'm into this type of game. So totally. I can't yeah. find anything. You've, I, you've definitely had a you've definitely had a good stretch. Like you're coming off Hollow Knight, going into this, so you've definitely had like I feel like we're in a golden age of like these type of games. <laughs> so like yeah, the games I like enter. The, there's so many good ones on the Switch. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. Enter the Gungeon, and then I was playing Flint Hook, Hollow Knight. Oh yeah, Flint Hook. Yeah. All yeah. these games that are either roguelikes or Metrovanias. It's, oh, it's so good. I'm so glad all this stuff comes to the Switch. Because it's like that's exactly where I want to play stuff. I know you're playing Dead Cells on your Xbox, right? Yeah, well, that's just because I'm a psycho with achievements and oh, I right. shouldn't care about them as much as I do. But yeah, okay, yeah, I, I was <laughs> yeah. like you once. <laughs> <laughs> then you you grew up and learned. <laughs> once I let that part of me go, just everything was so much better. <laughs> You've been so happier ever since. <laughs> like actually, I think someday yeah. if you let go, you'll. Yeah, we'll, uh, maybe we'll start eventually. setting up meetings once a week. We'll get you out yeah. of there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you and Surf Biscuit. I think he needs some help too. He's like <laughs> rebuying games that are remastered, even though he's played them. Because hey, thousand gamer score. I think it was Surf when I first learned that about him. He was just like, uh, yeah, I got the uh, picked up the uh, Bioshock, the new uh, the <laughs> yep. uh, three. Uh, where he's like, I picked up the 360 version. I'm like, I thought you said you had the new uh, remastered version on the current gen. He's like, oh, I do, but uh, I haven't got the achievements on the old one, so. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Well, that explains that. Um, He's so But, uh, yeah, anyways, this finished up on Dead Cells. Yeah, highly recommended. Even if you might not be into that kind of game, I definitely recommend checking it out and maybe giving it a shot because it's uh, 20 bucks, right? Does that sound right? I think uh, it's pre ordered 20 bucks? 25 uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, 25 So, which is well worth. I've already gotten $25 worth out of that game in just one day, so um but yeah uh that and then lastly i've been uh actually gave a free-to-play game war thunder a shot because i randomly just kind of waiting for battlefield 5 to come out it's really gotten on a uh, world war ii kick watching like band of brothers on hbo and all this stuff and i'm just like is there a decent like dog fighting world war ii game on console and the only one i could find was war thunder which is kind of like it's world of tanks but they actually have boats and planes with the tanks and stuff like that but I guess what I was surprised about was how fun it is to actually play. It's a really well done like dog fighting game in terms of like that kind of stuff, and it's not too money grabby with the free to play stuff. Uh, so I've been playing that and been having some fun with that. It's it's pretty good, um, and it's free, so I definitely recommend checking that out. Is that but is that current gen? Is that it a is, recent yeah. game, I'll, last few years or something? Uh, I think it was on PS4 for a, a year or so before Xbox, then Xbox finally got it, and I think it's been on PC ever since it first came out three or two or three years ago. But Okay. Uh, and actually, I take that back. I think since it's technically, they're doing the whole, like, uh, Fortnite used to, where it was like, it's in beta technically, it'll be free to play, but right now the lowest version is 20 bucks. so if you want to play it now, you have to pay 20 bucks. so I think they're doing that. Uh, angle right. with it 
So it's kind of I hate it when they do stuff like that, but I think that's the only way to play it right now. But it's it's pretty cool though. Um, the last thing I'll bring up for you and for for me as well. Um, did you make an addition to your gaming setup this week? Oh yeah, actually, I t- <laughs> hey, you know what, Risky, I totally forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it. Yeah, down. yeah, I did, and uh, I'll add to that. Uh, screen tearing is a thing of the past. Uh, I no longer will ever have to experience screen tearing ever again, at least on the Xbox. So because uh, yeah. Well, me and me and you got a new uh, monitor, uh, courtesy of a, a tip on the tip hotline from uh, someone anonymous, and uh, who shout out, I you know he really should get a commission from uh, LG, but uh, yeah, uh, they had a great deal on Best Buy for a FreeSync 4K HDR monitor um, from LG. Uh, what was the price end up being on that risky after the deal they had going? I I think it was like three nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy because if you look up that same monitor and look at the pricing history on Amazon, last year it was a thousand, it was over a thousand dollars on its on its entry level price when they first uh, announced it. It's so insane. it's kind of I feel like those monitors are getting to be like 4K TVs. Their prices are just really starting to well, go pretty low. Yeah, that's how this all came about. Is because I mean, apologies for last podcast where I was like, gaming monitors that are perfect for the no, wax or I, way I said the too same expensive. thing. And, I said the same thing. And then you know, he, like, he listened to that episode, and then he was like, oh, well, hey, this is the monitor I'm looking at. And I was like, that monitor oh. is $300 <laughs> and literally ticks every bot. What am I doing? Order, cart, done. I picked it well, up the next I, or the same day, actually. I, I picked it up at Best Buy. They had one there. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it was is I was as hesitant as anybody. I was just like, okay, I've been looking at a lot of these monitors, and a lot of them the issue is that uh, Xbox does HDMI 2.1 free sync over HDMI, and I'm like – the problem with a lot of these monitors is they only support FreeSync over uh, DisplayPort, uh, which is what they had always done before on PCs. And so I was like, well, does anybody have a review up saying whether or not it works, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so finally I just straight up called LG. And I was like, hey, you guys might not know what I'm talking about, or maybe you do, but does this work with Xbox One X over HDMI? And the guy unequivocally was like, yes, it absolutely does. And I'm like, okay, good enough, order. That's the thing. So I didn't actually buy it like right away. You were like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it quick. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just I'll let you do the legwork here and figure out if this is the perfect monitor for us. And then once you were like, yeah, they said it's good. I was like, all right, it's good. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, we got it got it home, and you probably did before me, but then, yeah, you're able to go into Xbox settings and check off variable refresh rate, and it works. Yeah, dude. Um, if anyone wants to look into this monitor, I mean, it's probably back up. I think it was 450 when it wasn't on sale, but it might go on sale often. I have no idea. But uh, the model, it's an LG. It's a 27UK600. Um, if you want to check it out, it... it like the first thing I did when I booted it up was I started Assassin's Creed Origins just to look around and I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so it's, good. It's it really is great. Uh I, I booted up a old uh three sixty game that uh of, cor- kinda, of course that's well what? No, here, no, no listen, here's here's why. No, he, no, here's why. Here's why. The Pokemon whole reason <laughs> It's a great game, guys. Uh, no, the whole reason I was excited about this monitor was because of free sync and screen tearing. So I'm just like, I literally Googled, I was like, okay, what's a 360 game that's notorious for screen tearing? Like, what's a case study I can do real quick and just test it out? And I pulled up, uh, I think it was, uh, 
one of the recent Splinter Cell's Double Agent, I think it might have been. I don't know what it was. It was one of the Splinter Cell games that recently went back and pat. Pulled it up, and basically on one monitor, I, I, I basically pulled up on one monitor, did a turn the joystick to the right, and had the camera just circle around the person. And sure enough, every few seconds, the top one-third or top one-fourth of the screen would just do a huge jaggy across the whole screen it would take it like two seconds to catch up and uh and then i plugged it into the other monitor turned on FreeSync. i never could get it to replicate that not once so i was like it works that's awesome so yeah i was very happy with the purchase i have this internal struggle every time i talk to you or i can't decide if i hate you or i love you (laughs) well i mean (laughs) Look, I, I'm not one of those people that, like, clearly, I'm using, for my PC, I'm using a 1080p monitor from, I, it's six years old. So, clearly, I'm not one of those people that's, like, GC, 120 hertz, or die. But, but it's cool to finally have one of these monitors and actually see it work, though. It's yeah. it's neat. No, 100%. It's a great monitor. So, yeah, shout out to Somewhat uh, for bringing that to our attention. Because I just assumed monitors were going to cost for thousand dollars for the next few years but they don't so that's cool i mean last year they did totally so i mean it was definitely a a purchase out of my realm of possibility last year so yeah and this yeah. one i mean it's not a big difference but i think i went from i was using like a 23 inch monitor and uh, this is a 27 mm-hmm. i'm like oh man this thing's huge i need to, <laughs> I need to back up away from this monitor <laughs> see i'm coming from the other way like i the problem i had with 4k tvs and you're probably like it sounds like you're like me Rissy. you like to play at a desk right yeah 100 percent. yeah so me too and the problem with 4k tvs is you can't get a for whatever reason i actually don't know the reason for it but you can't get a 4k display that's really a lower than like i think the lowest one i could find was 41 or 42 inches um so i had before last year gotten on a set i think it was black friday on uh amazon or someplace i got a uh, samsung 42 inch 4k for a pretty good price and i had that on the desk and i was having to set back pretty far just to make that work because 40 a 42 inch tv on a desk is that, massive yeah that's not a monitor yeah and it's, <laughs> it's not a, and i don't spot <laughs> yeah i don't recommend it either because it's too much real estate to to like have your eyes dart around and try to like focus on games and stuff but like a monitor is perfect for obviously for a desk setup and i'm just glad that I've been able to transition over to this because it was not working out too well before, like just for the sake of having a 4K TV. But completely agree, game changer. Yeah. Um. All right, what have I been playing? Are you done? Well, you're not done because let's talk about No Man's Sky for a minute. Oh gosh. Because I I remember last podcast I was like, yeah, like I don't know, I'm not gonna buy it, and I was like, oh well, I probably will buy it, and then I think I bought it like two hours after we got off the stupid podcast. <laughs> Same thing. Somebody Same needs here. to take me to. Some type of AA meeting. I think I'm slowly becoming more like you now that I've been around you enough because I I, I was like, screw Call of Duty. I'm not getting that. I'm voting with my dollars this year. And then like last night, I'm like, hey, Risky, which uh, package do I need to buy to get the season pass? Just wondering. <laughs> uh, I love rubbing Anyways. off on my friends. It's the best rubbing off. Um, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, I was trying to. Friction. Uh, I should have hit mute. Um, yeah, so No Man's Sky, um, I've got, I picked it up, I want to say maybe Thursday, it was either Thursday or Friday, I think, um, I've got 15 or 16 hours in that game already, um, (laughs) if, yeah, dude, I, I haven't been able to put down, I had a few, like, stretches, it was probably Thursday night when I first booted it up, I started at, like, 10, which is a terrible time to start playing a brand new video game, 
And then Nonsense. I looked up and it was like two thirty in the morning. I was like, oh, I got to be up for work in like four hours. This is, <laughs> oh, but no complaints. It was it was worth it to me. I think it is a very, it's a game for a very certain type of person. Like you need to know what you're getting yourself into here. It is a grindy, open world material hunting game. Yeah, it's like yeah. Everything you're trying to fuel, your ship, your exosuit, everything needs these materials that you can find all over all these planets. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't even... Because I kind of... It's kind of like Minecraft is what it reminds me of. Minecraft with maybe like Astroneer, if you guys played that game. Or totally, heard yeah. about it. Yeah. It's... um, I don't know. It's super addicting. It's just that... It's not even like a loot grind, but it kind of is because there's like different modules, yeah, different ranks of modules, uh, different ships, different ship classes, different rarities to everything you're doing. It's just, there's so much to be looking for and mining for, and you're, this all takes place in what is pretty damn close to an infinite galaxy. Like, Yeah, I I, yeah, I don't know the exact size they come up with, but they, I, I'm assuming they replicated it in the millions pretty close. It so. was... I know that there's no way you could go through the whole game in a lifetime if you right. if you were playing nonstop every day. So that's that's big enough for me. Well, um, I think the other take, too, is like... I forgot what game you we were talking about before, but you talked about games being good for, like, chill or podcast games yeah, or podcast like music games. games. Yep. This is totally like fits that bill for me as far as like I, I can kind of relax, listen to a podcast, and just do my thing in no man, you know. Yeah, like just it's you don't it's, need to think too much. I don't think it doesn't seem like it. No, and like you also. I, I was about to say also, I'm not poor anymore thanks to a tip from you in that game. Also, oh so. yeah, fun fact: um, <coughs> if you run into any whispering eggs, um, when you shoot at them, a, a like a little glowing green ball is gonna pop out, and then a bunch of evil. Hell spawn creatures pop up with them. Pick up those little glowing balls because they're worth a fortune. Yes, uh, like ninety five thousand credits a piece, I think, which is a lot. And if you run into some of these nests, like around buildings, there's maybe like twenty of them, thirty of totally. them. Totally, like yeah, become a millionaire in like ten, fifteen minutes. Because <laughs> um, I said something I, to you about it, and you're like, "Yeah, I found those, but I was just killing all the creatures." And then like you weren't picking up those. No, I was eggs. just like, "Why would I pick up this glowing dumb egg? This is stupid." <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. That, the other problem, I will say this, though, a problem I ran into that I guess maybe shows how the game's a little deeper than people might give it credit for, but uh, for a while I would see scanners that would say, like, economy scanner for a system, and I was like, what is, why would I want that? And I guess you can you can look at systems, and some will be, like, declining, flourishing. Uh, they have, like, over 20 different names for, like, I guess the wealth of a system. So the problem I ran into is I was in, I guess, a uh, a... I, I, let's. I don't know how to be PC about this. I was in the Detroit, maybe of uh, systems. <laughs> yeah, totally nailed of, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. What, yeah. So, anyways, the system I was in didn't have a lot of money fluctuating around, so I could only sell like two of those egg things, and I was just like so bummed out because I had like farmed them forever. And then I went to a different galaxy, and I guess this was like the more affluent neighborhood galaxy, and uh, I was able to sell them all and get like three billion credits. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because whenever you talk to like a merchant, it'll give you the percentage, either how much more it's worth or how much less they're actually like paying for it. So it'll be like, you can sell it here for fifty thousand, but that's 
fifteen percent less than you could than what it's actually worth. Um, right. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. It, it, it's got that interesting aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a weird economy game in it, and that's something you can completely ignore. Like, which I do. I, I'm not searching through different solar systems looking for the best place to sell things. No. I'm just gonna go up to the salesman and be like, here, take all this stuff. I don't really give me whatever. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe if I eventually get whatever that one scan, I, I don't know if it's called economy scan or whatever. If I eventually get that, I might just pick your be like, okay, yeah, I'll go to that. the yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I'll go to the wealthy one and just unload all this junk I've got or whatever, you know. So, but, but. yeah, that game, game's fun. But I would definitely say if you're on the fence about it, watch it first. Watch someone else play it. Watch streams of it. Um, reviewing's type are tough because like if you have the wrong type of reviewer reviewing that type of game like if that kind of grindy minecraft ask game isn't your thing like you're not gonna like this at all i i spend most of my time in this game holding down right trigger shooting stuff with a laser to get carbon and oxygen like it's it's that type of game but i am yeah. it's got its hooks in me so I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, me too. And that's why I was kind of like Raz was asking me uh, if I, you know, where would we recommend to get it? And I was like, I mean, I definitely can see where this game, depending on who the person is, you could feel burned on 50 bucks on this game totally if it's not your cup of tea. And it's even weirder to recommend because I was like, well, if you're not sure about it, get it wherever it's cheapest. But then it does have the whole multiplayer aspect and it's not cross platform play. So it's kind of a hard thing to necessarily recommend if you don't have somebody that's like kind of into that type of game like Minecraft or whatever. And also, but. isn't the game twenty dollars on PlayStation still or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. exact exact same game. That and literally, <laughs> literally the only difference is because it came out a year earlier and they've had time to price down. Right. That's the only difference, though. Yeah. But so, did you get to play any of the multiplayer? I still haven't yet. No, I still haven't fooled with that at all. Um, I had somebody enter my system. But they didn't really interact with me, and that was about the closest I got to the multiplayer. So that's the thing. I've been playing with my buddy Payne, and it's like, yes, you're in multiplayer, and it's like I can see him. We can be doing stuff on the planet, but we're not really – it's kind of just like hanging out in a party together and playing your yeah. own game. Um, I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, it does technically have multiplayer, but there's not exactly a lot to do with said multiplayer other than just, hey, we're on the same planet. We might build a base together, but that's about it like, in terms of, like... The most interaction we've had is he needed a bunch of copper, and I was like, oh, I've got a ton of copper. Just come here, and I'll put it into your inventory. So, like, that that's the extent of how our, like, multiplayer sessions have gone. It's like if somebody needs yeah. something and someone else has it, you can yeah. easily transfer that if you're next to each other. Um, but one thing I haven't actually looked into it because I just got it. I just got a freighter or a frigate, whatever it's called, uh-huh. the giant ship. Um, and once you get that, apparently there's like a multiplayer mission hub, so you can start those up. Oh, and those are actually focused like for, like it'll pop up for both people, so you'll have the same objectives. And oh, whatnot. okay, so you can totally kind of like team up on for those missions specific and... missions. The only other okay. way that I see that you could have done this right is that if like you both started at the same exact time and only played when the other one was progressing because then you're going after like the same things like hey we both need to get carbon for this mission just because we both happen to be on this mission together you have to literally like sync it up almost just yeah right so i mean that's that's tough but just i don't know man if you're just listening to a podcast or your music and you're flying around with friends just 
doing your own thing in space. I just love space. That's probably a huge part of why I love this game. It's just like that's my favorite setting for like all types of games. I mean, it's it's a cool-looking game, too. Like, when you come out of hyperdrive into a new system and to see all the planets and stuff, it's a cool feeling to be like, oh, these are totally new planets I can land on, and sometimes they can have super weird stuff, you know? So, I mean, it's got that cool discovery aspect to it, totally. Because that, like, even within each system, and there's maybe, like, three or four planets, but you can go down to one of these planets, and, like, I've spent hours on, <laughs> on just one planet. Yeah. So it's... I, I, there's a lot of stuff to do in that game, um, and there even there is like a storyline. I haven't really been paying attention to it, but if that's your thing, it does seem like there's some type of mystery. Um, you're trying to locate some lady that you're getting a distress signal for, um, and I'm I don't know. I've been getting things from people along the way following that quest, whether it be like modules for my spacesuit or yeah. Things like that. Um, so that's always an option. And then if you go to the like uh, the space stations, some of the NPCs will have quests for you that you can go out and do stuff for them. It's usually just fetch quests for collecting different things. Um, right, right. But, I mean, the option's there. You can literally do whatever you want. You're not timed in any way. Take your time. Do whatever. Do you, uh, do you name any of the planets or uh, uh, animals, like specific stuff? I've... I've named three things, I think, and usually it's like a uh, gas planet or, or something, just, <laughs> just so I know what type of like hazard is at that base. It, yeah, just some sort of easy way to remember, but like, oh, that place sucks. Okay. Or like, there's a lot of whispering eggs here, and I can't write out that whole thing. <laughs> But I'll just write, like, Whispering Eggs is the name of the planet, which is a great Why name. is this planet literally just money symbols? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I only named two things, and I came across a water planet that was almost entirely water, and it had two animals, uh, which were tall enough to stand up in the water in the certain areas. Oh, water giraffe. And, uh, I, sure. Uh, but I named the planet Waterworld, and I named the animal Kevin Costner, so I, <laughs> if anybody comes across that on Xbox One, you're welcome, so. Um, <laughs> so it is weird, because I did come across somebody's planet um it it shows up as undiscovered for you until you actually get to it but then it said like kevin's planet or something <laughs> and i'm assuming that that wasn't the actual name classic, of the planet classic kevin like, good work kevin you're a creative guy aren't you <laughs> <laughs> um We're probably making some fun of some like nine-year-old kid right? <laughs> then the only other naming thing i had <laughs> Uh, I was playing with Pain and Waterloo, actually, and we were on a planet together, and <laughs> I renamed it to B-Plug 5, I think, <laughs> uh, because everything on the planet, like the uh, the flora, looked like uh, what I named the planet. Yeah, and, right, right, okay. But when I changed it, I changed it, and then I sat there like a child, like just giggling to myself, but not telling the other two that I changed the name of the planet so that they could, like find it themselves and then after like 15 minutes i was like will you guys just look at the name of the planet and then i got like a you're half, ruining this half ass laugh and i was like all right well you know <laughs> Good job. All appreciate my joke <laughs> damn it so uh yeah it's good stuff though it's fun it's definitely a good game um and then the only other thing for me was hollow knight i'm just progressing through that i've gotten now i have a like a wall jump so i can jump up walls which thinking back on like the four other areas i have unlocked there were so many areas that i remember i could not get to so having to go back and try to figure that all out which is awesome um 
that game's a lot of fun. Reminds me a lot of Dead Cells. Um, parts of it. the Metroidvania yeah. parts of it, at least. Um, yeah, I might, that game's I, great. I'm not actually. I was about to say I might actually pick that up after if if well if I get to a point in Dead Cells where I'm satisfied with how much progress I've made because I don't know if you know like I said I don't know if I'll ever beat it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. If I'll you're, yeah, try if to. you're liking, I mean, the combat is not <laughs> close to as insane. You just really have mm-hmm. like a basic attack and then like a bigger attack, like a blast. Um, right. But Hollow Knight's fifteen bucks. Like that game is a yeah damn near close a masterpiece in its genre for fifteen dollars. Right. Like everybody yeah. should at least try to play that game. It's so good. Um. But yeah, that's it. All right, that was a that was a long what we've been playing segment, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. So so just no news today. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Doc or not Doc? Doc's right here. I just heard him laugh. Um, chocolate is in here. Um, we are gonna. He recorded a little something for the chocolates call out challenge though. So next up we have chocolates call out challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, standing to my left, representing Cross Atlantic Gaming, wearing the purple shorts, is Chocolate Bear 80. What in the blue ass hell do you think you are doing? This is Chocolate Bear's challenge, not some WWE shit. You get your candy ass back out of this hall before I kick your ass. This is Chocolate's call-out challenge. I may not be on the podcast tonight, but I will always call out some SOB. My next contestant will be Raz. That's right. I am calling him out. From 16-ounce gaming podcast, it is going to be you versus me on a game of your choice. I am going to crush you like I have crushed Toast. Like I have crushed castle will kill like i have crushed the surf biscuit you are going down all right well thanks for that chocolate and uh good luck next contender who i forgot (laughs) who we called out (laughs) confidence he just oozes confidence you gotta love it i think he called out ross next so good luck is he two and oh so far um, he's, uh, I think he's one and two. Oh, I mean, to him, he's three and oh, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> but, uh, I think he did end up beating, uh, surf at rocket league. So, okay. All right. But, um, all right. So that was that next up. Let's get into the news. All right, Doc. Movies Anywhere now on Xbox with Microsoft Movies and TV. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I should ask first, do either of you guys use Movies Anywhere already? Or do you even know what it is? Nope. No. Okay. So I had used it for a while because what it essentially is in a nutshell is it was this, uh, I think it's actually made by Disney, but it's a app on your phone or computer. It's on 
tablets, pretty much every device you can think of. Um, and up until now, it would link Amazon, iTunes, uh, I think Vudu, uh, Fandango, a couple other random places that you could just buy digital content of movies or rent them, and it would put it all under one banner. So, like you, any no matter where you bought it or or wherever it was, it's all linked to that. Not only that, but then wherever those places you linked were would automatically have the videos from the other stores as well. So, like, you know, I linked my Amazon Prime to it, and I had bought something from iTunes way back. Well, that all of a sudden started showing up in my Amazon Prime, like, list to watch. Um, which, most of those uh, services are on any, you know, phones, anything nowadays. It's not that big of a deal, but... Uh, one of the reasons why on Xbox I had never ever bothered to buy anything on their movies and TV app was because I can't watch them anywhere else unless it's on my Xbox. So like that's a big that's a big negative in you know in that aspect. Um, but with them joining the service now, it means that let's say you do buy a movie or something on the movies TV app on Xbox, now it's on your phone or any other device you have, Roku, any other smart TV, anything like that, it'll be on those devices now that are in any way linked to any of these uh, uh, stores. Um, so it's it's a convenient, cool thing. They had talked about doing this for a while, and if you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're like me and you've got like maybe one or two movies you bought way back in iTunes and several in like Amazon Prime or you know like kind of scattered like that you know um it's definitely worth it um to check out just from a convenience standpoint um but you know if you're like toast and you just pirate everything clearly it's not going to be a good value Whoa, but. throwing them under the bus <laughs> <laughs> no just, or a lot I look a lot of people do like yeah I'm not I'm not advocating like I'm just I'm not saying that this is uh the cheapest way out there to get media but uh it's a free service and it connects all your digital purchases under one banner, so it's pretty. Cool. Well, Cabo, you buy don't you buy stuff like movies and stuff digitally, or is that someone else no. that said that earlier? I buy them physically mostly. Oh, physically, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, are, I thought don't a lot of like Blu-rays now come with like the DVD version and the digital version and the actual they Blu-ray do. or something like but that. But it's not. Yeah. But it's like through like uh, their own like app or site or something like that. Oh, for the digital code. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of. Well, I, well, that's what I'm saying. You are to look it up though, because if it's one of the, I think there's like eight or nine companies that are part of this initiative. If if, if they're one of them, they're in the service, so mm-hmm. you could totally link it. I have to check the service. I don't have to check it. It's they're all the same thing. It's like a purple, like a white purple slip that you kind of get, and it gets a code. So. Yeah. But I, uh, I never use it really because I just have it on my. I usually put it on my Xbox because now I get like either the Blu-ray or the 4K Blu-ray versions. And they come with, like, the codes. Nice, nice. Yeah, so that's pretty much it as far as that goes. So that's kind of like just a convenience thing for anybody out there that might have their digital collection kind of scattered to different services. It's a easy way to put them all under one app, and you can pretty much play them on any device then. It's kind of weird because, like, when I pull up this TV movies app on Xbox, I didn't have, but like, two things in there before that I bought a couple movies when they were on, like, a cheap sale. And now everything I've ever gotten on Amazon Prime is showing up there. So it's kind of neat. My digital collection hides in some weird dark app on my phone. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I know. I know what toast is all about. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it uh, with that story. It's just kind of a neat thing out there for people that it could benefit. So I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. There was a 
a lot of times that I had something that, like I I bought like a TV show on iTunes because it was cheaper through there than anything else. Right. So I'll have like one or two things on it. So getting it on the Xbox would have been a lot easier because actually I was watching it on my phone. That's the for worst a place bit. to watch anything. So, I do yeah. it so much though, so it's whatever. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah uh, that's the thing same. Like, i was like yeah. skirt i have the space to download this all this on my phone so let it happen yeah. i just did it from there all right yeah next true. up your progress from the fallout 76 beta will carry over to the full game carry over yep it will <laughs> i didn't know if you were just messed up or afraid that i'd actually inserted insert something things. like the chocolate so, so. uh yeah Con- continue <laughs> yeah what uh anyways uh is uh so basically via bethesda.net they come out and said uh they got a frequently asked question section and the question was is the beta going to be the full game and will my progress carry over to launch the answer they uh on the frequently asked questions is our current plan for the beta is it will be the full game and all your progress will be saved for launch uh we hope you join us etc etc um so just to kind of gauge the interest level in this game real quick from you guys um are you planning on getting this game and if you are what's your general uh i guess what's your general hype level for it so far i probably won't get a day one i may just pick it up like on a sale or something like that unless papa shine gets it for you true i don't i don't you never know exactly he's gonna be like i bought this this is a lot of fun happy birthday son (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, yeah. He does know when my birthday is. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, because that's how, that's how the whole joke started. <laughs> that's true. But he, uh, I don't think he, he hasn't, I don't think there's any interest from him for Fallout 76. Maybe it's just because I don't think any of us, none of us really watched the videos or watched anything about it. And mm-hmm. I mean, the beta will be a good factor in it right now. But yeah, other than that, E3 was the only time I ever even hurt like thought of or saw like fallout 76 it's just it's just one of those games like oh yeah i forgot that's coming out type of thing for me yeah well it's kind of out of left field in terms of i didn't expect this as far as their next fallout game but yeah yeah uh before uh like before elder scrolls like a new single player elder scrolls but i mean it's an online so um i don't know i definitely want to try the beta out that's why i can't turn down a free beta is it free? Right. Like, or do you have to like pre- do one of those pre-orders to get into See, it? Now, now I feel bad I didn't research it well enough. I don't think it is an open beta. Actually, I think the only way to get in is through a pre-order, I, which I I hate it when they do that stuff. I'm I mean, saying if oh. it's not like that, you might be able to put yourself on some type of mailing list or like a wait list for the actual beta. Yeah, that might be the only right. other way. But I mean, you also can technically pre-order something on Xbox, and if you don't like it, you can cancel it up to two weeks before it comes out. So. Or ask Ryan. Ryan's real good at going on Amazon and getting beta codes and then just canceling his Amazon. Oh, order. yeah. So <laughs> he can hook you up with a code real quick. Actually, yeah. while I just thought of that, he was like, hey, are you going to play the uh, COD beta for the PS4? And I was like, no, I don't have like a beta code or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, why don't you just go on Amazon and pre-order it and then you can cancel your pre-order i was like nah, i don't really care so then he just he went and did it for me no (laughs) so so he he's like no seriously it's super easy look yeah no that was literally it so he gave me this code and then i had to put that code into like call of duty's website or whatever eventually i got the actual beta code for the playstation 4 so i was like all right well he was nice enough to do this for me i will fire it up i fired up my ps4 and then realized that my 
PS Plus membership must have expired at some point. <laughs> and I was like, well, here's the $24.99 for one month of PS Plus. Seems uh, a bit no. steep. Yeah, that's not um, And no, the beta's no. going to be coming out this weekend for, which I think that's news next up in the news. But, um, yeah, so sorry about that, Ryan. But thanks for your effort <laughs> and hard work on getting me that beta code. Appreciate that. From what I can tell, it looks like another Call of Duty game, which <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for, obviously. Uh, right, um, right. As, far, as far as Fallout 76 goes, yeah, I'll be there. I'll play it, whatever. Just... Yeah. Uh, the other tidbit of this that makes this kind of interesting, and I think we all saw this coming eventually, was uh, Bethesda for a while now have had their own uh, launcher uh, on PC, just like you play or Origin or trying you know steam yeah, yeah. uh good games with a uh, good old game or uh, is it good old games gog or whatever yeah like there's several of them out there um and they've had their own launcher for a while now and i think we thought it was only a matter of time before this happened but they have come out and said that uh fallout 76 will only be available on pc through the bethesda launcher not on steam uh at least at launch now that could mean later it'll be on steam but at least at launch, that will be the only place. If you want to play it on PC, you're able to get it. Um, so what do you guys think about that, especially with this environment now where we have so many different companies with their own individual um, PC launchers uh, and making games exclusive to those services? What do you guys think about that? Uh, I know that I think they did this before with Elder Scrolls Online when it first came out. I think it was only their, their launcher only for a while, then okay. eventually moved over to Steam. So, it probably is going to be that same thing. It's probably going to be like their own launcher and then go to Steam. As for what's going on now, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Yeah, I mean, I always feel like as much of a big deal as people make it out to be, I'm just like, if it means I have to pull up a separate launcher to play, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I have to pull up the Blizzard one to do Destiny or Diablo or this one to do Fallout 76, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, you'd do it anyway. Like, all the Ubisoft games, I think... You get it from Steam, but it still launches Uplay from them. Well, and to be frankly honest, I can't imagine any of these other services having worse customer support than Steam, so <laughs> I don't even really hate it for that reason either. So yeah. I just kind of feel like it's the norm now. It's like a lot of these games, they, yeah. all, they all want their own ecosystem. They want to be able to, like, hey, yeah, you're coming in here to play Destiny or whatever, but here are all of our other games. Like, Take a yeah. look at these. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense, I think. It does, and yeah. like it, and it's one more application sitting on your desktop. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and I think yeah. like they're just gonna I, probably business standpoint they're probably making more money out of it because I'm sure Steam gets a profit from whatever they have on their store. So whatever yeah, they the cutbacks it. they get, they just don't give it to Steam anymore. It's true. Yeah, they get 100 percent of the cut. There's no mm-hmm. middleman for them. So, so yeah, which makes, I mean makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not much totally. else there. Um, all right, up next, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 private beta slash open beta. When are they? So, you, like you discussed a second ago, PS4 had uh, a private beta this past weekend. Xbox, PS4, and PC will all have a beta coming up this weekend. It will still be a pre-order-only beta for Xbox and PS4. However, PC will get an open beta this coming weekend. Um, I bring this up because... I was one of the people early on that was like, I got, you know, they misled us with the season pass. I'm voting with my dollars. I am not getting Call of Duty oh, yeah? this year. Oh, yeah? 
I forgot about well, that. Well, and then Risky pulled up his Discord last night and saw me being like, "Hey, Risky, which uh, which uh, deal or bundle do I need to buy to get the season pass with Call of Duty here? Which I need to know the right one to order." <laughs> so clearly, that didn't last that long with me. I basically pulled up Twitch over the weekend, saw some streams of uh, Call of Duty, and it looked really fun. And I'm like, "Yeah, I probably am going to buy this." That's the thing, like so. playing with Black Ops Three being so fresh in my mind from playing it a few weeks ago. Like, this looks like Black Ops 3 without wall running or, like, the boost jumps. Yeah. Which, right. perfect. I'm all about it. Yeah. And they're doing yeah. the, they're bringing back, like, the specialists or whatever. So you you have, like, a, a yeah, you have a specialist who, who has, different <laughs> like, different skill sets and different uh, equipment that can be used. And they're showing off a ton of that. I think you have access to all 10 specialists in the beta and, like, six maps, four different game modes. Like, this beta is pretty, pretty yeah, blown out. It's, it seems like it's a good representation of the game for sure in terms of, like, well, I mean, it's not going to have a single player. So, I mean, this is, you know, going to be a good representation of what the game's going to be. And I, I actually like them going the angle of, like, the uh, specialists because, you know, ever since Overwatch and Rainbow Six and a bunch of multiplayer games, it's definitely a... a uh, Hero shooter-ish kind of... Yeah, yeah, but it works, though, you know. It's definitely a way to kind of have more, I guess, tactical uh, strategy involved in it rather than just, like, here's my perk, here's my three perks done right. kind of thing. And the know? one... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of interesting because I don't think other games are doing this that I'm aware of, at least... Um, but depending on what game mode you're playing, certain uh, specialists are going to be gated off. So, like, if they're going to be way too powerful for oh. for uh, Seek and Destroy or Domination or something, it's like you can't even pick from them because they know that, like, they're too overpowered or something, which is interesting, to say the least. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually, now that you mentioned that, because that came up this weekend, this past weekend in the beta uh, stream I was watching, because I think one of the operators has a, I don't know if it's like a microwave, heat wave, some sort of like uh, like like gamma-emitting thing that like hurts you if, you if you're near this beacon yeah. or whatever. People were basically setting that up on domination zones, and you couldn't go in and stop it basically once it was set up and if it was if it was behind an object there was no way to really blow it so up So that's the thing i think they're getting they're getting feedback from that because someone else also has like a spawn beacon and apparently yeah, that's being yeah. used pretty uh unfairly so you might not see that yeah, pretty effectively yeah, you might yeah. not see that and have in like a point capturing game mode yeah because it's way too powerful yeah, that makes sense to me, actually, that you might... There's a couple of operators that could be like, yeah, I could definitely see why you might not want that guy in that game mode. Because, well, for one, I would feel like everybody would pick that. And then, actually, I guess maybe I didn't look hard enough at this. Can more than one person be the same operator? I'm assuming so, you right? You could in three, so I would assume. Like, you could have five scythes. He was one of the characters. Like, everybody could be yeah. the same person if they wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I could see where that would be an issue then. Like everybody's picking the guy that can set up the spawn beacon or whatever. Like I I could totally see why that they would need. to I do also that think as far as there's band. like a barbed wire guy too, who mm-hmm. it kind of yeah. works like Battlefield One. I would say like you just kind you take damage and you're slowed down like to right. a large extent. Um, it looks good though. I'm definitely. Are you? Did you already pre-order it, Doc? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, the uh, fight with your dollars. Freaking, freaking <laughs> hundred, freaking hundred. I don't look. I don't feel good about it, Kavoski. You have every right to call me out on it. I, 
the hundred dollar version because i'm an idiot i mean well it's the only one with the season pass and they're putting 12 multiplayer maps behind it so i'm gonna find this i'm gonna find when you went on a rant about this oh i did well well, it was it was a news story because because from the original presentation i guess the best way to look at it now is they were cagey with the information but they definitely led us to believe that they were taking the angle of battlefield this year and that there wasn't going to be any gated maps and scenarios where you would segment your your player pool you know uh with dlc and stuff and then later they're like oh jk there's dlc map packs and season pass and i that i definitely rubbed me the wrong way especially for the fact that it was online only no single player i think that's why i took it so hard at first uh but you know whatever it, it looks fun thing, like most games if it's you know like i I game share with Dan Pod, and like every year we've bought the Call of Duty games and split them or whatever. And this year, like it was today, I was like, "Are we regrabbing this?" And he's like, "There's no single player campaign." Like I, I don't really know. And I was like, "What is that? Like, the, is that the only reason you're there?" Like, <laughs> Risky's like, "Not the answer I was looking for." Right? Dan it's like, oh, there's thirty <laughs> more dollars I got to tack onto this. Great, um, but. So I looked up what Black Ops Three, um, how how the numbers went with their campaign and who actually played the campaign. And on Steam, it was like nine percent of people played the campaign. It's like if I was yeah, a company, I'm that's an yeah. easy business decision. Like, no, cut it. Like nobody's playing. Totally. It. I mean, like if nine percent of your player base plays it, and it's probably I would assume more expensive to develop than the multiplayer. I would have to think. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, but. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'll definitely be pre-ordering it. And as far as the blackout mode, that's the battle royale mode that's coming. That they did say they're going to have a separate beta for that at some point to test that right. out. Right. Yeah. Um, I think maybe September for that. I think maybe. that would that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Work out all the iron out all the kinks, and just this. Which part I'm dealing. I'm still super interested to see how that looks and what that actually plays well, did like. You, did you see the one like brief tease of it in that last yeah. thing where it was like one team up in a helicopter flying, another team was down on an ATV? Yeah, like... which they almost gave a semi-PUBG vibe with the whole ATV and all that. But then I'm like, man, it's going to be super weird if you have like helicopters in that game mode, you know? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't it know. It, I, hard, you know right? I'm sure they've got it. Well, yeah, and I, I'm sure they've got it balanced in a certain way, but I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, I'm, I'm super. That trailer only made me more interested to see how it actually plays out and what it's going to look. That's like. the thing. Like in all honesty, it's like I, I have played every Call of Duty campaign. Uh, they're super hit or miss for me. Some of them I actually like probably a lot more than some people do, and then some of them are just complete trash. Um, but, but I'll totally take this new blackout mode as like a whole thing i'm gonna put way more time in oh, that yeah. than the seven six eight hour campaign maybe of like a call of duty game whatever oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean that did they actually say i'm assuming they're taking the battlefield approach of they will not be doing a standalone version of that blackout mode right that is only a part of the game correct it, that has to be part of the whole package. i would think so yeah. there's no way I, yeah i would get skewered because that. that's yeah, and, I, and Battlefield's not either, so I, I'm assuming they're taking the same stance on that. But yeah, that's if that uh, costs extra money. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, 
Oh, uh, let's not talk about it. I mean, yeah, then you'll get to hear me go on a rant, and then a month later be like, so guys, I pre-ordered the blackout mode. Uh, <laughs> it was only $120 because it came with a few crates. Yeah, just that, you know, no big deal. Um, actually, speaking of crates, how how filthy do you think that's going to be in, in terms of this game mode? Um, you know, because Call of Duty's kind of been edging towards that for a while now with all Call of Duty points and all that well, stuff. I don't know. It's all cosmetic stuff, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm, I would assume so, yeah. So I guess you can't really get. I'll that say so. I'll about take then, the same right? stance I always do. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not affecting the game, if then there's whatever, something I yeah, really I like, maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah. Especially, it's a first-person shooter too. It's like I'm never gonna see myself in that game. What do, I, what do I care what I look like? Yeah, that's a. Actually, I'm trying to think. Other uh, as far as console goes, other than you know the fact that you can go in first-person mode on PUBG, is there any other? Uh, like battle royale that is a first person only uh the calling was first oh person. right right but that we yeah, all that, know that, that game was P- that that, that grand pos yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i guess so i guess it'll be the truly first like first person only i guess battle Especially, royale. Like, it's gonna be the smoothest most polished i mean okay fortnite yes you did your thing fortnite but as far as like a modern-y combat, like, like this, yeah, comparing this yeah. to, like, PUBG's first-person game mode, it's just gonna make PUBG look like the biggest piece of garbage. Yeah, PUBG isn't exactly the most fluid-feeling game, you know, uh, it's in terms of, like, movement and controls and input and everything, so, yeah, that's not gonna help it in, in that sense yeah, at I'm all. I'm excited for but, this. Like you said, I'm excited to see... Yeah. to hear more news, hear, see what's actually in this. Like, is there gonna be kill streaks? I think that could be a whole new dimension yeah to yeah this. i i always forget about stuff like that and the fact that they talked about vehicles and even showed a apc looking tank in one uh, or like a bradley uh, or whatever vehicle in one thing like an uh, assault apc and it's like one of those things like am i just gonna parachute you know we joked about before like is everybody gonna parachute into the tank factory because the tanks are obviously a tank and op like i don't know it's it's a lot of que- I still have a lot of questions about that game mode for yeah, sure, and we yeah. have to start be getting information about it soon here. One would think, yeah, I guess unless they're just like, here's the beta, have at it, you know. That's so. true. All right, but. moving on from the Call of Duty <laughs> to another amazingly polished and fluid, I mean, rock solid 60 FPS shooter coming to console. Daisy, everybody, let's get a round of applause. Daisy coming to console. Woo! Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is more just a FYI because why not? Uh, Daisy is confirmed to be coming to game pre uh, closed game preview test on Xbox and release this summer. Do you guys remember Daisy? <laughs> From when I was ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it must have been, what, three, four E3s ago? They had the one random dude from Bohemia Games get up and be like, we're bringing DayZ to Xbox, hooray. Yep. And I think that's the last we had heard about it, maybe. Um, so, now, with with all this said, I mean, like, I know I'm, I'm kind of opening up the floodgates, giving DayZ a lot of crap. If you look at the PC game today, it is more polished than it was a couple years ago. I mean, it's it's. I still feel like it's a glitchy armor looking mess, uh, but it it's it's better than it used to be. And if I guess if we get that version on Xbox, 
is there any will you guys have any interest whatsoever at checking this out basically is i guess the main question nope if it if it was yeah. free and someone forced me to play it i guess <laughs> yeah Somebody help me a gunpoint so not one, interested in playing this at all one question i have though is like so this is the same company that made vigor that new game that just came out yes like yep. were they just waiting until Vigor came out on console, or like once that was announced and finally ah. here for them to be like, "Oh, hey, also our other game is coming." Because they, didn't, I don't know, just kind of weird timing super... that's happening at pretty much the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. It's super weird timing, like because Vigor kind of came out of nowhere. You know that we didn't really hear about that until not all that long ago. And you know, Daisy, I feel like everybody just had either forgot about it or just assumed it was canceled you know, for Xbox, and, uh, which I guess not, and, <laughs> you know, we'll see what we end up getting as the, as the preview program product, but, uh, I'm not sure if anybody's, I, I can't imagine there's a huge crowd for this, or people that are interested in the slightest for this, I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering why they're still bringing this, you know. That, like, it would be something where, like, if it was a super dead time, if this was free to play, whatever, like, I... Yeah. I was so interested in DayZ when it was out and, like, a thing because I wasn't a PC player. So it's, like, it was a play and, like, just some of the stories you'd hear that come out of, like, just real-life experiences in this game were incredible. Yeah. And it's, like, I want to be a part of that. But I'd totally seven years later, I don't Now I could I could really care less. Well... And how many exactly. survival horror games later, you know? I mean, like, that, that that's what launched that whole fad. And and there, so many other games have done it so much better now is <laughs> the other problem. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll, uh, I, you know, I guess it's going to be on preview program, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think if this thing is anything short of fairly polished, I can't imagine it'll... it'll have any player so, base to it but i who think knows, it'll you know? sell better or worse than the calling to oh well considering that had five people on their online servers so after it won't the first be the worst day i would have to imagine that's better good. uh that's something yeah it will. <laughs> oh man yeah that thing was a weird story also but i don't know yeah we'll see what this ends up being but I'm like you guys. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll get anywhere near yeah. this thing. <laughs> no. But if I won that from Major Nelson on his free code Friday, I'd be like, just give it away. <laughs> just, 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 I appreciate it, Major Nelson, but no, not interested. <laughs> I'd be like, here. Why did you enter I'm my good. contest? <laughs> why do you sell it? Why do you? <laughs> why do you? Yeah. I'm bored. <laughs> I had nothing else to do. All right. Sorry. Whoa. Do you guys hear that? <sighs> Warning, incoming missile. All right, oh. so in this latest installment of... Sorry, Cabo, if that was weird for you because we don't have like a sound effect to actually throw in live. <laughs> Cabo is really getting to see how the sausage is made, and exactly it is you a mess. <laughs> just, just, just randomly He's as like, if like, something actually happened. Kaboski's over there like, these guys are schizophrenic yep. as... I mean, just are they okay? Like, all right. They're on so drugs. this week's name the phrase word. I'm not gonna give the whole spiel about this. Is take 
So what you need to do is you need to listen to last week's episode, you need to listen to the next two episodes, and then you need to submit the phrase to cagpodcast at gmail.com. And whoever correctly submits, well, not whoever, we'll, we'll do a random drawing of all the people that correctly submitted this. We, we can't afford to give all of you one month of Game Pass on us. Um, so, yeah, keep listening for those words. This week's word, again, was take. So, next up in the news, IGN removes their Dead Cells review investigating plagiarism. Oh, yeah. So this was a hot pile of garbage. Uh, so via GameZone.com, they kind of summarized this best, in my opinion. Um, so the uh, background for this is, you know, we were talking about Dead Cells uh, earlier, and um, it launched. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it launched officially today, correct? It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you were playing it. <laughs> it had been getting right. Well, I'm just saying I didn't know if it came out like yesterday or the day before. You know, I I didn't I didn't know if I was late to the party or whatever. Uh, but uh, basically, it got a lot of really great reviews. You know, it was doing rightfully so. Like Metacritic, I want to say it's in the upper 90s right now. Um, and IGN gave it a 9.7 uh, out of 10 um, via editor Philip. Uh, uh, can you guys help me with his last name? Um, uh, good luck. <laughs> Muc- Musen. I don't know. Musen? Musen, maybe, yeah. Okay, um, Philip Musen, um, who, uh, if you need guys to listen to Nintendo Voice Chat, he is uh, on that area of IGN, I guess, as far as the Nintendo side of things. Um, and he gave this, he did the review for Dead Cells, gave it a 9.7, uh, put up a review uh, video for it. Um and it wasn't long after that that a YouTuber by the name of Boomstick, uh, who has a Boomstick Gaming Reviews, which, if there's anything that comes out of this story, it has to be this guy getting His a ton of publicity, and you have to feel good for him in that sense. But through the roof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where he's like, please plagiarize my work, big gaming sites. But anyway, so... It uh, wasn't long after this review got posted by IGN that YouTuber Boomstick Game Review uh, came out and said that, hey, uh... This is ridiculously uncanny to my review to the point to where I think you stole my review. Um, so they basically, he came out and said, now you might say that some people have similar thoughts and ideas, but the evidence is pretty damning. You can view a comparison video from Boomstick uh, Gaming, uh, which he actually has it on his channel. If you go to his channel, he actually does a side-by-side and and plays through certain segments, and it's the... It's pretty evident that the guy copied his review. I mean, I, I, I would you would either of you guys actually argue that that's not what happened here? I mean, not at all. It, I think it's clear that he, like, yeah, I think it's clear he definitely I did. I yeah, found, um, heard about all of this is because this morning while I was at work, I went on to YouTube and I was like, oh, let's see what IGN gave them or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's watch the actual review video. So I was like, IGN review dead cells, and then like there was no video from IGN. <laughs> It, it was a video from Boomstick Gaming no, is the, no. is the yeah. top hit there, uh, which, like we were saying, <laughs> yeah. upping your subscriber count. Like, if you typed in Dead Cells Review today, <laughs> you're hitting his channel, like, no matter what. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think he, uh, I think uh, last week he had 6,000 subs, and I think he, that has pretty like, sure skyrocketed like since. I'll have to go and actually check what it is now. I looked but... at this review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so good for that guy. Um, but uh, to further this story, though, is the fact that that his review that he did, he published that last week. So he also had a advanced copy, um, and he had published that a full week in advance. Of course, he wasn't on any type of embargo. He got a copy from, uh, you know, who knows, mom and pop store or friend or whatever, and he put his up a full week in advance before the IGN video review went up. So there's no scenario of like, well, they post them around the same time. This is just a crazy coincidence, you know. Um, but to go on with the story, uh, Boobstick Gaming wrote a paragraph discussing the matter and the consequences of issue at hand in the video description. I published my Dead Cells review last week, and today IGN put out their written and video reviews today. It's kind of flattering, but the gentleman doing the review 100% had my video up on his computer while he was writing his review for Dead Cells and copied from a lot of my script. The entire structure of my video is copied, and many sentences are almost identical with high school levels of word changing to attempt to counter plagiarism. What does one even do about this, and does this devalue his review, or does his score still count? And uh, at the time, uh, this started going around Twitter and blowing up. Uh, You didn't really hear anything out of IGN or the Philip guy that wrote the article. Um, later that day, though, or later today, actually, about um, six hours after this guy had kind of brought this all to light, IGN actually took down the uh, the video, the review video, <laughs> and uh, they actually put up a reply, like Risky was saying, if you actually go to IGN's website now and you look for Dead Says Review, you can click on it, but it will instead say... Um, as a group of uh, writers and creators who value our own work and that of others in the field, the editorial staff of IGN takes plagiarism very seriously. In light of concerns that have raised, uh, have been raised about our Dead Cells review, we have removed so, it for the time being and are you... investigating. Well, Cabo, so... you, have a, you have a little <laughs> more to add to the story, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I actually, well, I sent it to you guys. I, I, didn't, I don't follow him, but the guy from Kotaku, who I see a lot of times on here, uh, Jason, yeah, Jason Schreier, uh, he sent out a tweet, and, and this is all I really, just going to read the headline from it, breaking, IGN has fired Philip Mewson for plagiarism, so he's officially done with IGN It's a good now. way to <laughs> yep. end your career, you idiot. Nobody's ever, yeah, ever going to hire him as a journalist no, again, man. or a reviewer, or anything. God, well, no, not with being on such a mainstream website <laughs> and doing this. You know, he was an editor. He wasn't. He wasn't even a freelancer. He was an editor at IGN. Uh, that is crazy. I, maybe that's how we want. That's how he wanted to quit. He's like, I'm done. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I get like if it was the other way around, if Boomstick Gaming decided to copy off of IGN's review, like, I mean, they'll just be like cease and desist and not do this. Yeah, I yeah. Can, Gotta go potty. Bell near the door. He's well, <laughs> disappearing for twenty minutes. I know he does. Yes, probably. Zinger. It's why you. It's why you. <laughs> but love you, chocolate. Uh, dang it. But uh, yeah. yeah, love you, chocolate. What the heck was I gonna say? The okay. Anyway, so if Boomstick did copy like did a plagiarism, it wouldn't be a big deal. It's just some small name YouTuber doing reviews and. Just so happened to copy off of IGN's. He's who's gonna get caught. But right. I, it just it just baffles me that like the big name IGN, you go to them for gaming reviews, even movie reviews. I, and yeah, all they this still stuff. do. I, I don't know. Do these two movies? Or maybe I'm thinking of Gamespot. I think they do. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if Gamespot was like the one who only did it. But anyway, like IGN just blatantly just copied like just copied off of 
boomstick gaming like what i don't get it like to me it just seems yeah. like like it's not even like a rookie mistake it's just like you don't like you incredibly goofed up and that like see ya get fired type of thing it's silly yeah what what is he thinking i mean a, a six thousand subscriber channel of it also at that you know like going and just blatantly ripping it off like what are you thinking <laughs> exactly and, and i I will say, if you guys want a lot of good laughs, um, go to that Philip guy's Twitter. Is of about an hour ago. He still had took it down. He put up a uh, Twitter comment saying, "Blah blah blah." I gave Dead Cells this score. It was a great game. Well deserved. You guys check out the review. And at that time, a bunch of the uh, comments were, "Oh, what did you think of this? I just read your review. It's great." But what's better if you then go to those replies of people at you know literally when the review was posted before all this came out praising his review. Go to the comments that are replies to those, and it is priceless because it is just like, oh, by the way, uh, you should be thanking Boomstick Gaming. He's the guy that actually wrote it, or like it gets way worse than Good that. Lord. But yeah. uh, it's pretty funny though, and a lot of I saw a lot of people saying like, hey, if it's if it's good enough to copy, he's good enough to hire. You should right, hire him. At least replace get him in. The like that happens like, with yeah, like yeah, game maybe. development all the time when people <laughs> see like, hey, you're copying my work. Well, yeah, it's kind of backwards there, but yeah, get that. Get that dude a job. <laughs> yeah. Also, it kind of sucks to say like yeah. there's a blanket, um, blanket statement that like this is IGN. Like it's just one dude not doing his job right. It's not. I know there's a lot of yeah. hate yeah. from even some people I've talked to daily of IGN. I've never really been about that, but like it's one dude. It, it wasn't all of IGN. It was, it was one guy who is <laughs> pretty dumb apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, that, I, I do t- feel kind of bad for the other people at IGN because you know the, I'm sure there's a lot of people there that have always taken their jobs super seriously and integrity of being a journalist as far as whether it's for video games or whatever. And you know, you kind of feel bad for those people, pr- you know, like you said, being cast a blanket over like, oh, classic IGN, you know, right. blah blah blah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. I don't know. It's still insane that this actually happened though. But all right. <laughs> Now you see, there's some, have you seen some, like, the other review companies show up their review now, what they put on tweets? No, no. Some of them are just taking stabs at IGN's review, because they're just like, well, <laughs> ours took a little bit longer, because a lot of their, a lot of their reviews are well thought out words of our own, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Uh, that, in my Comical. opinion, though, that's when Twitter can actually be kind of great, though, when stuff like that happens, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. just like, nice. Just nice. little jabs, nothing serious type of thing. I'm sure yeah. IGN's the company IGM is still getting a laugh at it too now. Yeah. I that's interesting that you brought up that they fired him though because I didn't see right. how well, any other scenario. When this first came out, I thought someone said he was a freelancer it, and I was like, "Well, whatever. You're probably done getting hired to do freelance work." But I didn't realize he was an editor there. Well, it's like Kaboski said, you know, if it was a freelancer, you could almost get the idea of like, well, he was trying to get his big chance here to to get hired on or like to show that he could do great work and maybe he crossed the line and shouldn't have, but he was just trying to get ahead. You're already sitting but at your dream an job, editor. bro. <laughs> he <Yeah>. was <laughs> an editor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Rip, Philip. Uh, yeah. Uh, best of <laughs> Good luck, luck in McDonald's. You do now, I guess. I don't know. All right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh. 
think about it though you're going to mcdonald's and the, the drive through guys to give you a big story it's like oh man yeah i used to write reviews at a big uh, gaming site it's like sure you did buddy how about you just give me my uh, big mac here real quick okay uh, poor philip not poor philip <laughs> i'm not sympathizing here at all <laughs> yeah he did to himself yeah. he did to himself yeah right. you guys ready to wrap this show up you ready to go let your dog out cabo yeah, right. Look behind you. He's, looking out, the he's looking out the window right now. Gotcha. <laughs> just Cabo was like, Dad, it's why you set up the damn bell. I'm doing what you said. <laughs> I'm doing the, uh, whatchamacallit, doing yep. the thing from Big Daddy where you put the newspaper on top of it. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to plug us up and we'll get out of here. God, uh, this is real bad, this episode. Crazy. Um, all right. If you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash cag podcast uh we also have also also boy it's the end of the episodes they do me in every time um we do have cross atlantic gaming merchandise um the link for that is in the show notes you can follow us on twitter instagram at cag podcast um uh, doc had notes mid mid close out here um we're also part of the 16 ounce gaming family. If what? you want to hang out with us on discord, all three of us are actually there daily and, um, some come chat with us. It's a real fun time. Also Facebook and YouTube. You can search for 16 ounce gaming family. The links for all this stuff, like I said, is in our show notes. Um, come hang out with us, support us, listen to us, interact with us everywhere. Review us on iTunes, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. Anyways, if you want to find me, follow me, whatever. I'm Risky the Kid everywhere. Cabo, where are you? Who are you? Where can we find you? <laughs> yep, that's important. <laughs> Who am I? Watch, watch your social. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Brad Kaboski, all one word, and on Xbox and PlayStation at Kaboski. Uh, I'm not going to get my Switch friend code. No one should I ever be able to offhand room <laughs> tell you the friend code. <laughs> Man, SW414. if you talk to him on the Discord, he can give friend you code. code. It's a great thing about Discord. And Doc, yeah. how about you? Exactly. But uh, Doc H1X1, yeah. well, anywhere Kibosky, and everywhere. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for filling in for the... I don't even know what to call them. Just chocolate. Thanks for thanks for filling what in for chocolate. What a freaking sigh that no, was. No, it was more of a sigh for chocolate. It wasn't for you. If I could replace him with... no. Don't get into that right now. Uh. Oh, don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? There we right. go. Well, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all new episode. Goodbye. See Bye-bye. ya.